Hello and welcome to the Talk to Joe Guidance Podcast, where we talk to people in different careers and how they got there. For more information, follow me on Farley Career Guidance on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Hello, on today's show I have Rose Barrett, who is the Community Manager for Grow Remote. Rose, how are you doing? Great, Joseph. Thanks a million for having me today. Oh, thank you for coming on. Rose, could you mind telling me a little bit about yourself? What a great question. Where do I start? <laughs> so I'm a Galway woman who's currently living in Mayo because I can, um, even though I have no connections to here, but that's one of the joys of remote working. I was reared in a pub in Galway in, in a small town called Athenry. Some people might have heard the song. And <laughs> from there, I went on to work in hospitality for a good few years, um, sort of traveled the world a little bit, bit of Scotland, bit of South America, bit of Spain. Um, but while I was traveling, I kind of saw the the importance of education and realized how lucky we were in Ireland. So I returned then and as a mature student, went to UL and did equine science. And even though I did, and I had an amazing time in, in UL, I have to say, I absolutely love, have great, have great time for the place. Um, during the degree, kind of realized it wasn't the industry I wanted to go into, but there was so much of the transferable skills I learned during it. And, you know, the research work that I thought, gosh, this is really, really interesting. Um, ended up leaving that then and, uh, became self-employed for the next couple of years. And suddenly a uh, lady who I got to know called Tracy Kyo, and we were doing kind of different community projects together around Galway, picks up the phone to me and says, we're not catering towards remote workers in Ireland. And that's where the remote journey started. Okay, brilliant. And if you wouldn't mind, can you tell me a little bit about your job title? Yeah, so here's an interesting one. Um, I'm the community manager for Grow Remote. So I'm one of the co-founders, but I'm, also, I'm, I'm the community manager. I've just come into that role. I mean, I was doing it already before October, but I interviewed for it. Uh, we we were lucky and a lot of hard work went it as well um, to land uh, funding from Enterprise Ireland through the um, through funding stream in January last year. And that's to cover three roles. And one of the roles is my role, community manager. Um, but little did I realize before I really knew Joseph what community managers were that I was already doing it. Okay. And I think a lot of people who are involved in community development are probably already doing stuff like this. Community manager can look a, li- a little bit different. It does depend. Um, we're a little bit unique and community management very often will be where somebody's working within a brand product or service. Um, so like a B2B business to business and, you know, they're helping the users or, or the consumers of that particular product to make the most of it to engage other people so like you see uh, some of the beauty um the beauty products i think it's sephora i'm not great up now my makeup at all but sephora are are renowned for having an amazing community so the person there would be doing a lot of social media stuff but also working within the community a bit of moderation very human as well helping people with their communication and with how they interact with each other and making sure that all their needs are met and that the community can work as well so there can be a bit of a tech element to it for us, though, at Grow Remote, we're a nonprofit and we're very much about, we're near, I'm, I'm nearly part of my job is learning what I need to learn to do what I do and then like spreading that back out into our chapters. So the chapters are really at the heart of what Grow Remote is about, and that's local leaders learning from us all that we know about remote working and, and enabling their local communities to access remote work. 
and and then we're sharing that information out. So while you know a certain amount of my work would involve social media management, but there's program and initiative development, there's strategizing, there's working with partners, um, and then one of the th- big things that happened for us last year, we're a startup as well, so you know you kind of have to do what just needs to get done as well. It isn't just okay. this is my job. It's like basically how how do we keep going and how do we how do we achieve our impact? But last year we ended up getting far deeper into training than we ever thought we would. Um, basically, we, we were working with Leash Off TV on putting together a course around remote work um, skills and we that was relaunched at the start of the pandemic and it just absolutely took off. So then what I had been doing over the summer was helping with facilitation of that. Um, now more stepping back into, you know, helping the chapters, setting up programs, um, training and onboarding for chapters, events, it's quite varied. It's really, I will say to anybody that, because there's probably a lot of people out there that would find this kind of work um, very, very interesting. And mm. if you can find the right organization that fits what you're interested in, your skills and where you'd like to grow into, I think an amazing career opportunity. It sounds like, it sounds like you're all things to all men. Can be, and, and it will depend as well. So, you know, this is one thing I found interesting in the last year, I learned a lot about like community manager, how different it can look for different organizations. Um, and for some organizations, it's very defined, particularly for, for um, longer running companies and that, you know, they very much have a good sense of what they need from their community managers. You could go in as a junior community manager, you might be, you know, you, you could have a head of community that you, you report to. Like say for us, you know, we're building it as we go. Uh, we're learning a lot. We're learning from others who've gone before us, other organizations. But, you know, you could get into it, particularly if it was like earlier in your career, maybe you hadn't th- those skills necessarily very strong and, and, and a lot of experience behind it. You could find a more junior role with the company and build yourself up and then go out further into industry and find something that really challenges you. I learned a lot from a chap uh, last year called John O'Bacon. And it was true. There's an amazing, um, it's the CMX community. So it's Community Managers X what okay. they're called and their website is really really excellent and through their facebook group i learned about jono and jono ran a free boot camp last year over six weeks particularly for um underrepresented groups in in the community space so you know like unfortunately a lot of other industries it would be a lot of men and he wanted to get the opportunity to more women nonprofits, uh people of color to come in and and do the training so i did the six weeks with him and one of the biggest things like you know yourself a lot of careers and a lot of positions you learn a lot from your peers Absolutely. and from talking to each other about challenges about things that went well that went badly um sharing our, our stories with each other it's just so so helpful sounds sounds amazing if i can take you back uh to your school days can you tell kind of tell me a little about the subjects you enjoyed in school or the subjects you didn't enjoy yeah so i'm mildly dyslexic okay and i would have definitely struggled with um irish uh, even though i have i have a grow for it actually funny my first email address was rose grow um <laughs> And it's one of those things. And um, so I would have I would have had this notion that I wanted. So I was doing French. And I remember one of my friends, really bless her now, she put her heart and soul into trying to explain to me you know, like how verbs worked and conjugating verbs. And it really helped me a lot along, but it was still, it was still a struggle. So the subjects to me that were particularly interesting and funny, like absolutely no business. I was actually talking to our old business um teacher there in the last couple of years and I said there's a gas now that I'm co-founder of a non-profit and I'd also been you know self-employed for the last few years it just goes to show you sometimes if it's packaged the right way how it can be more appealing Absolutely. but um 
art and history would have been two that I, I really, really enjoyed. I think I, I always struggled with the dates in history, though. Um, and I think I'm, I'm a bit numerically dyslexic, so I think that's, there's an element of that in, the, in it there. But the, the story and learning about the past and what that, that could influence the future. I have to say, if I could go back, one topic now that I find fascinating is economics. And I think, again, if it's if it's put in the right way, you know, storytelling wise, I listen to a lot of economics podcasts. It's so, so fascinating. And on the languages thing as well, I ended up actually, now my Spanish wouldn't be fantastic, but it would be OK. Um, where I, I went to South America to volunteer in a former life in my, in my youth and um, I picked up a good bit of Spanish. And I'd always kind of make an effort to sort of keep up at least a basic level. Hey. And I think, again, it's, it's where I learned that it was possible just because I'm dyslexic didn't mean that I couldn't. Um, but but it just wasn't it wasn't something that I knew about back in school. Um, my, my my poor French teacher trying her best. She was very patient, the woman. <laughs> and can you remember? Did you apply through the CAO for college? Did you go back just as a mature student? What was the kind of college application process for you? So here we go. Um, I applied for right. Um, if I can remember correctly. Oh, so I did a year of systems business systems analysis in GMIT and I dropped out and I it was basically I think my career the career guidance that I received at the time and like I think it's again people are products of their time Joseph I'm sure you'd know that it was just so very either you were nursing or you were you know it wasn't really I would now advise people like to go out and like work for a while and go and like start up weekends and these events where you learn like, you know, how to validate business ideas and come up with them. Like anybody, I think doesn't even matter if you never didn't plan and go to do business. I think it helps people tease out what, what would be good career wise. So I applied for arts in NUIG and applied for the business systems analysis one in GMIT. And then there was something else I actually can't remember. And I got them all. But I went for the business systems one and it was parts of it that really, really interested me. But I think it was very heavy on maths. It was very heavy on programming. And I, I think I, I maybe didn't partially see myself. I didn't see a path for myself in the career. So I didn't okay. stick with it. And I, I struggled with the maths as well. And it's very interesting. Just recently now in Grow Remote, we started working with a lady who was in my class in GMIT. Oh. She, she's an instructional course designer. And um, we were just laughing because I've kind of come back around into the tech stuff um, yeah. in, in more recent years. But it, it, it's funny how the, how the path can wind. And do you feel college kind of set you up for, for work life? Was it a kind of you had to find your own path? How did that kind of experience work for you? You sound like you've had quite a varied career. Extremely varied. Um, I, I remember where I had lost my job a, f- a, good, a few years back and I, I ended up having to sign on and talking to the woman in there and she's like, you've done it all. Um, you know, from washing pots to mucking out stables to, you know, what, whatever needs to get done. Um, so I, I suppose that, that college experience probably, you know, I was very young. It was only a year. The college experience really that shaped me was when I went to University of Limerick and I did equine science and there's definitely a huge amount of the transferable skills within that. There's an amazing department there. Some of the stuff we learned from them, like, you know, researching and uh, that kind of stuff, really like the scientific approach. Fantastic. I think that that's beneficial. It doesn't matter what area you're going to in, into. The main thing though, for me, Joseph, from my time in UL was I got involved in clubs and societies okay. and I like never set out to start windsurfing. I'm not a particularly good windsurfer even to this day. But I used to pot around with the running of the club 
And it's funny how so much of what we did within the Windsurfing Club in UL, I see myself helping us in our journey with Grow Remote because it's community development, development it's organisation, it's strategising, it's budgeting, it's all that kind of stuff. And like I would have been involved in a few different clubs, but that thing of community development in particular, that the learning around that. And even when I went to set up my own business, just, just so absolutely fantastic. And then the network I developed of friends within um, within college. And people used to say it, like you'd meet certain people, like they have um, the the sports and um, sports and social development officer there in UL would, would comment how many people you would see benefiting from that network later in their careers, where, you know, you get to know so many people. And at some point, somebody you know, and like the amount of people I'm meeting now in Grow Remote, that I knew through Clubs and Socks in UL is amazing. Like one of the, the speakers we had in our second event, um, he, he was working with Asana in Dublin. And I was able to reach out to him and say, hey, Francesca, like any chance you'd like to come to Tubacurry and speak to this? And I, I could ask, you know, in a much easier way because we knew each other. And if he needed to say no, it was going to be a very, very straightforward no. Yeah. Um, so I, it, it told Joseph, it did, but probably maybe in a slightly tangential way. Um, where you know I didn't continue into into the equine, the equine science degree in UL really is either you're training stud managers or else you go to the equine centre in Nace to work in the in the labs there. And I did my work experience there; it was an amazing experience. But I also learned that that wasn't the work I wanted to continue doing. But all the stuff I learned within that, the organisation, the admin, you know, the professionalism, the scientific approach, it's all benefited me. Wow. And if we kind of get on to the idea of remote working, which is kind of your, your area now, it seems to not just have exploded, but just the pandemic, but we see a lot of fitness trainers trying to bring all their businesses online. We see people who are running their businesses from their own homes. Like, would you have any kind of tips for how to run a business or what would you kind of recommend? Oh my God, so many. <laughs> so um, just a little context with Grow Remote, our focus is, so the, the, the impact that we want to have is to help our communities to be viable and sustainable. And where the idea came from a few years ago was with Tracy and her travels was seeing like one group that we weren't catering towards is remote workers. And that if more people in our communities knew about remote working, how to access it, how to be well set up for it. And when they have a remote job, one of the biggest issues for remote workers is isolation, which yes. I mean, okay, this was an issue before 2020. <laughs> well, obviously <laughs> it, it got magnified last year for sure. But, um, and, it, and it's, it always will be, no matter, you know, like, you know, once vaccines are rolled out and everything, the isolation piece is still an issue. So that's a huge one is to, um, is to make sure that you have your network. And it was very, very tough. One of the things we tried to remind people last year was that wasn't normal remote working. We were really concerned, like, because we obviously wanted people to consider it. You know, we kind of felt like we were shouting into the void a little bit up until February. Yes. Um, and it's understandable. People were busy. They were getting on with their lives. But then once March hit and we were kind of going, oh, gosh, OK, this isn't actually what remote working is normally like. Because normally, you get, I, you know, you're working from home, but you get to go uptown and have a coffee with your mates and you get to go, you know, head out for dinner of a night or go out with whatever sports club you're involved with. And, and that's been changed. But once there, there is obviously, as you said, there's like there's a lot of stuff happening with, you know, health and fitness things and social stuff going online. And, and not that I would like to see everything online. I'm totally an Internet person. But I still love meeting people face to face. There is something just intangible about it. But with the say, so that with remote ourselves, we're focused on on remote working through employment. Now, my own journey to remote working was 
through being self-employed and honestly it was bloody tough for the first while because you're having to be self-motivated you're having to time manage and like say for me okay if I set a deadline with the client but like apart from that who's going to decide you know how many hours I put in today or don't put in today it's me um for people I would say if if somebody's at the point where they're not 100% sure if they want to become self-employed or whether they want to get a job and you absolutely have no remote um skills if you're not very driven towards the self-employment or business end of things, I would say very much look at the possibility of a job first. Because if you could go and work within a company and an organization that has that remote structure already in place, you can learn all you need to know. You can develop your own skills around that. Like self-awareness is one of the key skills that remote employers are looking for in candidates. Absolutely. Because it really, yeah, it goes to, it really, and like I ended up developing that the hard way because I had to, because I needed an income. Um, and I was enjoying my work very much, but I have to say, I wish, I kind of wish somebody had given me that advice a few years back was go get a job first, go get a remote job, learn the skills of remote, learn the tactics, get your network, network in place, get your, you know, your processes and your, your, your whatever kind of systems down that you, that work for you. And then if you want to go and look at self-employment at entrepreneurship at business, do it then. Now I know for some people, the drive is strong to be yeah. self-employed, to run your business. It could be a very, very strong idea there. Then I would say reach out to others. And like, that is a big part of what we're about. Like we are a community. So like we help people in a number of ways around remote working. One of the big ones is giving a community. So like actually I got a lovely note from a lady. She did our remote work ready course last summer, just as the pandemic hit and she landed a, a job. It's part-time. It suits exactly what she wanted. But she, she sent me the most lovely um, and very, very fresh message today on Slack. So that's a commun uh, communication platform that's used commonly in a lot of remote teams. And we use it for remote. And she was saying that, God, I'd be lost without this community. And where she's three weeks in her new role and she was able to come in and go ask questions about getting her office set up. Or also she's doing a piece of work for her employer and it was about um, getting set up for PAYE. And she could easy. it's like having an extended office within that community that you can reach out to. So if people are, you know, have specifics that they're looking towards, um, that, that would be it. Some other big stuff is, so there's the self-awareness piece. It's like understanding yourself. So even for me now, and this is a conversation we're having within the team, it's like what parts of our jobs give us energy and what parts take energy. So time management is a very important, but energy management is also really, really important. So I was writing down today where I had an amazing conversation with the lady earlier on. We're looking at developing a partnership between their organization and Grow Remote. And there's a lot of things that we align on. Okay. And I was just, it was, it was one of those conversations, Joseph, Joseph, where I was like, my God, I, this is great. We're going to get stuff done and we're going to benefit both of our communities. And it's just going to be great. And that was a very much an energy giver. So I know if possible, like, I'm going to look at over the next year, how do I help us reach our impact? How do I reach my goals and my, my KPIs, my key performance indicators and whatnot to make sure I'm doing my job well and the grow remote achieves what it needs to achieve while also feeding my energy. And then on the other side, it was like, what are things that I find difficult? And it could just be like, you know, um, needing to document things in a certain way that I find difficult or maybe... Uh, communicating in certain ways that don't always suit me like I know I'm an introvert and by the way I know for some people people think introvert is shy I used to be shy but introverts more about where we get our energy from yes. so I get more of my energy from doing kind of work by myself but I still really enjoy people I'm a social introvert for sure okay. but I know myself I couldn't do like five nights of of big meetings or parties because I would be so super drained because meeting a lot of people and a lot of new context drains my my brain power. 
Um, and that's can I, really can I stop you there, Rose, a second? Like, when did you become aware of that energy kind of balance? Great question. So much of what I am doing myself within my remote working has just been picked up from others. So it would have been it would have been in the first couple of years of setting up my own. Um, so I, I, I was set up as a sole trader uh, doing digital marketing. Mm-hmm. And I was hopping into Facebook groups. I was I was going to networking meetings and just chatting to people and, and kind of filtering it through, you know, my own brain of like, oh, that makes sense or that doesn't make sense. Like one piece of advice I read about early on was only read fiction before bed. And okay. the point was being made. And I'd see this come up regularly then because you know yourself, then if you see that being mentioned a lot of places, you're like, that sounds like it's probably a good idea. Um, and it's helping the brain to un, unwind before bed. So if you ha- if you are, are going to read um, nonfiction, if you're going to read business stuff or tech stuff or whatever it is to do with your career or your business, do that during the daytime. Um, but then keep the nonfiction tonight. So so stuff around like you know energy management. It was being picked up by you know listening to podcasts, reading stuff, going to talks, talking to people. Um, so you know it's not like I, I did. I didn't exactly. <laughs> It wasn't that I was this genius that came up with this idea by myself. I, I find myself that the, the people that I meet that I find quite smart are ones that are just consuming information that's useful to them, processing it and giving them themselves the space to have conversations with people to realize which is important to them, which is useful to them, and then stuff that isn't. And another big one for me was I had heard about this idea of mastermind groups. I don't know if have you come across that term before? No, I'd love to hear about it. Awesome. Love this. So I, again, in my reading, you know, like I obviously was consuming a lot of the early days because I had a lot to learn. And this thing of mastermind groups came up and mastermind groups aren't just for business or for career. It can be, you know, a health thing. It could be, you know, maybe you're, you're creative or artist or a hobby that you want to develop. It's where you want to progress yourself in some sort of area. And I was seeing a lot of like uh, small business owners would become part of masterminds to help progress themselves. I now see it like it's almost like having your own board of directors. And I'm, I just Googled it, Mastermind Group. And next thing I found this blog and I got a load of great other information about freelancing from that particular blog. I don't know if it exists anymore. I think that she, she still got, she's gone since back to getting a job. I think she did five years of her business. But within the comment section of this blog post, this woman had written to explain what a Mastermind Group is and how it can work or you know advice she had. Different people had said, oh, we're setting one up or we have an open space on ours. And I emailed a couple of people and this one lady got back to me. And nearly six years later now, I am in the same mastermind group. We would meet nearly every week. Sometimes we'll take a break. We took a few weeks break over Christmas. We have a video call once a week. We have a WhatsApp group. It's kind of changed a little bit over the years. Sometimes we'll we'll change up the structure depending on the general needs. we were all small business owners. Now the three other ladies still own their own businesses. I am in that. Uh, it's funny, you know, sometimes you get a little bit of slagging from the entrepreneurs. Um, I'm in a job. Um, okay. <laughs> but, but, but we're still able to talk strategy and, and all those really interesting and good things. And that's been a key one for me, Joseph. And I, that's one of the initiatives that I'm just starting to put together now for Grow Remote is to have a mastermind um, program within the community and most likely for the majority of people within Growmote, it's either going to be to get a job or to progress their career. But the mastermind structure can be used for business owners. Again, maybe there's a sport or a hobby you want to, to, to get better in. It can be used in loads and loads of different ways. And I would say very much treated like dating because not everybody 
you know, yes. you've got to find those fits of personality types, communication styles. Like I was even um, happened to be chatting to uh, a lady from um, home from Galway a few days ago and her daughter is just up and running her own business in the last year. And I was saying like, you know, you might find some people who are very much enjoy stuff being very black and white and straight down the line and, and extremely, you know, straight up feedback. I like something a little bit in the middle. I don't want it too softly, softly. Yes. But I, you know, I still want you to kind of soften it. You know, don't don't tell me, God, that was rubbish, Rose. You know, maybe put it a little bit, a little bit more gently for me. Um, but the mastermind stuff has just been, and it's been, it was interesting as well for us in the first year, we were all very um, professional, maybe a little bit standoffish. But within a year, we got to know and like each other. And next thing it was like, you know, some conversation pieces. It was like almost having office buddies. Um, and I've never met the women face to face. Um, they've actually all met each other. There's one, two Canadians and one American. Wow. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, nearly six years now, we've never met face to face. And they are some of the best supporters I've ever had. And I've gotten to really support them and give them amazing advice. And when I came in initially, I felt like, what the hell could I offer? Um, it did take me a few months, you know, as I was learning, but I was learning about areas that they didn't necessarily have deep knowledge on. Um, and then and then there's also just the support and accountability is priceless. Wow. It kind of goes back to the idea of being self-aware as almost a superpower. Absolutely. But it's not easy. I will say that. Like that's, I've just turned 40 um, and I don't know how that happened. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have put in the best thing that I've done for myself and I would say also for the world it's funny because this one comes up regularly for me Joseph as I'd be wandering around the house and the forest thinking about my job and the world and life is you know I am now very much strongly of the, the, of the belief that the most important job that any of us have is to to help ourselves be in a better place in the world because like it's like to put on your own life jacket first or get your own oxygen mask first until you're in a good place, it's very hard for you to be able to help others. And I think sometimes in society, we're led to believe that that's, that's selfish. I'd really like us to reclaim that word. I think selfish isn't a bad thing because, again, if you get yourself in a good place, you're able to help others. And I went along to a workshop down in Limerick a few years ago, led by a lady called Moira Geary. She has an amazing group actually on Facebook that's totally free. And she has done amazing things in 2020 to support people through a very, very stressful year. It's called Positive Recon Bobbers. I'm not even going to attempt to try wow. to spell that. Can I get you to say that name again? Positive Recon Bobbers. Recon Bobbers. Okay. Yeah. And she does, um, she does uh, meditation. She was, she was done, I think, nearly every day of the year last year. Um, but she also has like free programs and stuff. But she, she does um, workshops and she, does, um, she has an online program as well that she opens from time to time, which I think is going to be coming up soon. It's called Wealthy Minds. And I am, I am so comfortable now in saying I'm a bit of a hippie at heart. And I do <laughs> believe in some of the woo-woo stuff, even though, you know, I'm very strongly on the science end of things and research and I am, you know, I'm a techie, but I'm also a bit of a hippie. And I think that there's something about like you, the energy you put out that you, you bring back again and um, like not to blame, you know, like I, when I started hearing about that initially, I used to be blaming myself for why I brought this bad stuff on myself. No, not at all. Like self-forgiveness is huge. But I did a workshop with her and it came up for me in a few different places. I was running workshops um, to do with a piece of work I was doing in Athlone. I stayed in an Airbnb. The woman I stayed with happened to also be self-employed. We got chatting about, you know, working for yourself and mindset. And then she, Moira Geary came up and I had just seen a, a post about her program and I thought okay I have to do this and went along cried immensely in a room full of strangers so a big thing of, about her work is releasing past 
um, stories you have around yourself and and then and but just continuing like you know it's work that is never done but that work on my mindset I can really see has come so it's brought me so far and where last year um and like you know there was there was bad times last year it was tough I got COVID in March I lost my job I was doing okay. a part-time remote job uh, but then you know as that was happening all the remote stuff was coming along and it was kind of like didn't really have time to stop and and be too sad about anything just like let's keep going let's 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 help people as we can and I it came time to interview for the community manager role and it was a weird situation um myself and Tracy and everyone else on the team had been building out Grow Remote but because it was um it's Enterprise Ireland funding I had to interview for the role and I was super nervous about it and I was nervous that I wouldn't get it and Tracy said to me, you're ridiculous, you have the skills, you've done it, but it's amazing, like, you know, there's, there, there can still be a self, an element of self-doubt, but the self-doubt was so much less than it would have been in previous years. I feel like before the work I had done around my mindset, whether it was with Moira Geary and her work or any, any other stuff I had done, journaling, all that kind of stuff, talking to friends, just, you know, sometimes having a good cry about stuff, um, I would have crumbled in, in trying to go through that process. And it's just, I feel a lot more resilient I feel like I bounce back a lot quicker. Not that stuff doesn't get to me, but it's just, I bounce back quicker. Wow, Rose, it sounds incredible. Uh, just to kind of finish up today, could you kind of tell us a little bit more about Go Remote and kind of what's the best way to contact you or to kind of get information from you? What would be your handle or what's the best place to get info? Well, I suppose it, it, it probably depends a lot on what people are after. So with Grow Remote, um, as I was saying, we help people in a number of ways around remote working. So one of the biggest ones is our chapters. Um, so people can either join a local chapter or look to get one set up. And there's a whole process there. And that's where my, my job comes in. So if you go to growremote.ie, you'll see the link there for the chapters. You can learn more about them. We have that Slack community. For anybody that's not familiar with Slack, it's a communication platform. And it, you, there's nearly 2,000 people in there now. So you can hop in and loads of them are remote working. Some of them are actually remote working managers. There are a lot of people that come to us as well. Are, it's not just remote working. They're interested. It's community development. They Again, like we do, they want to see their communities do well. So they come in and they find out about that. So that's a great place to come and ask questions, even to figure out where they want to go. Maybe people are interested in getting into remote work or maybe improving their career within remote. So there are training courses. Um, at the moment, we have the Remote Work Ready course with uh, the Leash Offaly ETB. It'll be rolled out with other organisations as well. So it's worthwhile looking into. There is the Leading Remote Teams course um, that is for managers or leaders in, that are having to lead people remotely, that's there as well. And then for any companies that are interested in getting support around best practices and what they need to be doing, again, just reach out to us, go to the website and that'll kind of bring you on, on the path that you need to. Um, or if anybody isn't able to get more deeply involved, but you follow Grow Remote on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, sharing our stuff is huge start the conversation with people let them know that remote working is possible i suppose one of the things that we've come across over the years is people still maybe associate remote working with scams and you know and there is a lot of that out there so people need help with that we, we can we can help with identifying those as well but that people understand that they can be good pensionable jobs as we would like to say in ireland and some absolutely amazing uh, companies that really invest in their employees and and help them develop and it, the stories I've heard of people landing jobs and they're now coming back to us and go remote and giving talks and sharing their journeys has been so powerful. It gives me an awful lot of hope for where we can be at in the next couple of years here in Ireland. Rose, that was incredible. I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. 
Joe, so thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Talk to Joe Guidance podcast. If you have any questions, follow me on Farley Career Guidance on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. I hope you found the content valuable and have a good day.